0: thank you for tuning in once again this is evangelist mike mccurry the director of bible tracks incorporated the host of this program called bible tracked echoes i'm so thankful that you are with us today i'm excited to welcome once again my brother in christ brother shahed khalim of pakistan onto the radio program if you've been listening the previous two days of this week I am sure, I can say with confidence that you have been blessed as you have heard the testimonies of a Muslim man, 63 years old, on Monday coming to know the Lord, of a Muslim young lady, 26 years old, coming to know Christ as her Savior. Today, though, on the heels of that convicting thought about what you and I would do if confronted with a mortal danger because of our Christian faith. Brother Kaleem is gonna share this thought, this theme. What is true Christianity? Brother Kaleem, thanks so much for being with us. You take it away.
1: Hello, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Pastor Shahid Kaleem. Today, I'm gonna uh, speak on on the topic of what is uh, the genuine Christianity, what is true Christianity is, and what is true Christianity not. So the text uh, um, today is with, uh, that I'm going to read is philippian uh, chapter 1 verse 21 it says for to me to live is christ and to die is gain some people really like diamonds i am sure they are mostly women i know my wife is one i do think diamonds are beautiful But while I admire their beauty, I do think they are way overpriced. I mean, think about it. Diamonds are like really beautiful pieces of glass. But what good are they? All you can is look at them. I read a while back that someone is coming out with a diamond-like product that even fools jewelers. The truth is that while I may be willing to settle for something that looks like a diamond, my wife is not. She wants the real thing, so I have got a feeling that even whenever this latest jeweler fooling imposter appears, it still does not stand a chance. It's too bad the same is not true for Christianity. All too often, what passes for Christianity is not true Christianity at all. It is an imposter. And the sad thing is that most people don't know the difference. What about you? Do you have a clear understanding of the true nature of authentic Christianity? If I were to assign you an asset to be entitled What is Christianity? What would you write? The text before us written by the Apostle Paul. It perhaps one of the greatest expressions of the essence of true Christianity. It reveals to us what Christianity is and in so doing reveals what Christianity is not. I'm not going to assign you that as it today, but we are going to look at the nature of true Christianity. First, we want to look at some common misconceptions of Christianity. And then, we want to focus on the essence of authentic Christianity. First, we will look at what true Christianity is not. The place to begin is to look at what true Christianity is not. It is absolutely amazing how many wrong ideas there are concerning what it means to be a Christian. Let's look at a few things that some wrongly believes. I am not a Christian because I was born in America. You might call this salvation by geography. Some believe that because they were born in the right place, that is enough. Although some believe that since they were born in a so-called Christian nation, they therefore uh, must be a Christian. It is simply not true. Of course, an excellent argument can be made that America is not a Christian nation at all. Even so, Christianity has been the dominant religion in America. But that does not make every American a Christian. Salvation by geography does not work. I am not a Christian because I had Christian parents. You might call this salvation by heredity. Some believe That Christianity is like the family business, passed on from one generation to another. This is not true. Unfortunately, parents cannot make that decision uh, for their children. I wish they could, but they can't. Salvation by heredity does not work. I am not a Christian because I don't do really bad things. You might call this salvation by subtraction. Some believe that if you just stay away from the really big sins that you are all right. They think that because they have not committed murder or adultery or grand larceny that God will have to let them in. I'm sure it is better to have not done those things but not doing them will not get you into heaven. Salvation by subtraction does not work. I am not a Christian because I try to live a good life. You might call this salvation by morality. Some believe that trying to do your best is enough. They believe that if you are sincere, and that if your intentions are good, you will meet whatever standard God has. The problem with morality is that it is always relative. You might be more moral than someone else, but then again there is always someone more moral than you. The problem is that your morality must be perfect. You must be without sin. Salvation by morality does not work. I am not a Christian because I do good works. You might call this salvation by addition. Some people believe that by doing more good things than bad things is what makes the difference. Again, you run into that difficult problem of perfection. You are all sinners. We are all sinners. And those sins cannot be overlooked. The penalty for those sins must be paid either by you or by someone without sin. It's not enough to do a few good things to try to offset the bad. Salvation by addition does not work. I am not a Christian because I go to church. You might call this salvation by osmosis. Some believe that by sitting in a church service enough, Christianity will penetrate their lives somehow. But sitting in a church does not make you a Christian. Any more than sitting in a garage make you a car. Standing in the rain will make you wet, but it would not turn you into water. Salvation by osmosis does not work. I am not a Christian because I believe God exists. You might call this salvation by intellectual agreement or knowledge. You see, we are not talking about faith here. You can believe in the existence of God without making any life commitment to Him. The devil believe in this way in God. Many people, when asked, would say they believe in God but their life is not lived in accordance. Many people and they uh, they believe that uh, uh, they believe in god but their life is not eco- lived in accordance uh, with anything resembling christianity they believe god exists but they do not believe that he really matters in any practical way all these things really boil down to a person trying to achieve salvation by his or her own self-efforts. It is what I do or don't do that really matters. This is salvation by works. This is the essence of religion. Our attempt to please God. True salvation is never a matter of works. Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We can't save ourselves. There are no works we can do that will make us good enough to earn God's favor. We are all corrupted by sin, all of us. That is precisely why we need the grace of God. We need more than self-efforts. We need a radical transformation of our very lives. So how does this happen? What does it look like? What difference does it make in my life? What is the essence of true Christianity? Let's turn our attentions to what true Christianity is.
0: Now, my friend, if you'd like to find out what true Christianity really is, you've got to tune in tomorrow. Brother Kaleem is going to bring everything full circle. The second half of this message, True Christianity, it's jam-packed with Bible. Do not miss it. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a great day for His glory. God bless.
1: Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes